From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it is Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of January 24th, 2022. Fun facts. This week's fun facts are all about someplace that I hope to visit someday. Fun facts all about the country of Ireland. Are you ready? Here we go. Fun fact number one, St. Patrick actually wasn't Irish. No doubt you've heard about St. Patrick, Ireland's patron saint who supposedly rid the country of snakes and the guy behind the world famous St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Well, he wasn't actually Irish. He may have been born in Britain or Wales or maybe even someplace else. And it's thought he was kidnapped and transported to Ireland when he was about 16 years old. Fun fact number two. Well, you know, Ireland is famous for Guinness beer, and you would think they drink the most Guinness per capita of any country in the world, right? Uh, No, they don't. Uh, They are somewhat synonymous with Ireland, Guinness is, but Nigeria, Great Britain, and the United States all consume more Guinness than Ireland itself does. Number three, the national symbol of Ireland is a shamrock, isn't it? No, it's a harp. While shamrocks are often associated with Ireland, they are not the national symbol. The harp became the national symbol of Ireland in 1922 when Ireland separated from the UK. You can find the harp on many Irish brands, including coins and passports and other things, and of course, Guinness. Here's one that really surprised me. I had no idea. Fun fact number four, the legend of Dracula has Irish roots. The story of Dracula takes place in Transylvania, of course. However, the author, Bram Stoker, who was Irish, by the way, is believed to have gotten the inspiration for his famous story from the Irish legend of Arakata. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That was an evil creature who, despite being killed multiple times, kept rising from the grave and drinking the blood of his victims. Number five, did you know Ireland has their own version of the Olympic Games? Ireland's Teletian Games can be traced back to 1600 B.C. They have a variety of athletic contests that were held in honor of the deceased goddess Talaitu. Talaitu was said to have died of exhaustion after cleaning Ireland's fields for agricultural purposes. Those games still exist today. Number six, the Irish really like their tea. The fact that the Irish drink a lot of tea is actually not surprising. But the fact that Ireland drinks much more tea than Britain does, well, that's kind of surprising. From 2019 stats, Ireland consumes the second highest amount of tea in the world. The country that consumes the most, well, that's Turkey. Fun Ireland fact number seven. Halloween likely originated in Ireland. Well, Halloween as we know it today is a big tradition in North America. This celebration actually originated in Ireland. It was called the Festival of Samarain and dates back thousands of years. The Celts thought that on this day, the veil between the worlds was very thin and spirits, both good and bad, could pass through. Ireland fact number eight. Ireland probably has the world's oldest lighthouse. Hook Lighthouse in County Wexford is considered to be the oldest working lighthouse in Europe and probably in the world. The structure as seen today was built in 1172. Fun Ireland fact number nine. The term boycott, that originated in Ireland. Captain Charles Boycott, a land agent from Ulster, is responsible for the term boycott as we know it today. 
1880, the captain refused to reduce the rents of his employer's tenants, resulting in him being ostracized by the entire community. The Times of London started to use his name, boycott, as a term of organized isolation. It has since become the common term in English language. Fun fact number 10, we've got more than 10 today. Well, there's a grave, a monument in Ireland called Newgrange that is actually older than the pyramids and Stonehenge. When it comes to ancient wonders, the pyramids of Egypt and England's Stonehenge tend to get the bulk of the attention. However, Ireland has its own mysterious archaeological site called Newgrange, which is older than both. Newgrange is a 5,000-year-old passage tomb best known for its winter solstice illumination. Did you know, number 11, that Ireland had a pirate queen? Grace O'Malley was a 16th century pirate queen of Ireland. Despite having a brother, it was Grace who took over the Lord of the O'Malley dynasty after her father's death. She was known as a fierce fighter and noted for her abilities and the fame she had among the Irish. Ireland fun fact number 12. Did you know Ireland has a very active surfing community? I had absolutely no idea. As a matter of fact, some people say Ireland has the, the perfect wave for surfers. The scientists at the National University of Ireland in Galway have determined that the wave off the Cliffs of Moher, dubbed Eileen's Wave, is the closest thing that exists to a perfect wave for surfing. When conditions are right, this wave can reach 12 meters or about 36 feet high. It was first served by John McCarthy in 2005. And number 13, our final Ireland fun fact today. This was fascinating. I had no idea. The Irish language, there is no word for yes and there is no word for no. Of course, yes or no are two of the most common words in most languages, but there is no direct translation for them in Irish. Instead, the language uses verb form. For example, if you ask, do you want to go to the pub, we would say yes or no, but the Irish language is I would or I wouldn't. There you have it, 13 fun facts about Ireland. Well, it's time for our good news story of the week, and I really, really love this story. It has resonated really deeply with me. You know, as a minister and as a human being, I am always looking for creative ways to serve other people, creative ways to love our neighbor. neighbor. And I stumbled across this story, and it's about a gentleman who makes fun activity booklets for chemotherapy patients. Are you ready? Here we go. When Scott Murphy was a kid, his big sister Linda always took care of him and babysat him when he was older. So when Linda was diagnosed with uterine cancer decades later in 2019, Scott decided that it was his time to take care of her. He sat with her during each of her hours-long chemotherapy treatments and created activities to keep her mind off of her diagnosis. I made her booklets, he told WCPO. Little trivia booklets with questions about Cincinnati, where they live, and different movies she's seen, and her favorite bands and music and TV shows. So it's an activity book to kill some time while she was in chemo. Well, the other patients took notice, and Scott started bringing extra packets with activities that had much more general appeal. He calls his work the ACT, or Activities for Chemo Patients. 
And even after Linda's treatment stopped, Scott's ACT project continued. He has been bringing stacks of activity sheets to Mercy Health Hospital in Fairfield, Ohio, every month for the past two years. Robin Saxon, a nurse manager on the oncology floor at Mercy Health, says the activities offer patients a great opportunity to occupy their time with something other than thinking about their diagnosis and their treatment. They're not thinking about the disease's process. They're not thinking about what's going on. The fact that this medication could be destroying good cells to take care of bad cells, that's incredibly stressful to a person. They get to where they're stressed just thinking about it, and it can cause extreme anxiety, even clinical depression. We're so grateful that there are other people other than us who are thinking about our patients and their emotional and mental well-being. And I think a lot of times this sort of activity can help them be more mentally fit, which makes the chemo more effective. I love this story. Here is a gentleman who did what he could to make somebody else's life better, and it is paying off and it is starting to expand in other places. What can you do to have a positive impact on somebody else's life? As always, I'm so appreciative of the fact that you're taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to my podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, there's a couple of very simple things you can do. First of all, you can share it on your social media and let folks know what you're listening to. My podcast also has a page on Facebook called Rick's Rambles Podcast. Give that page a like. And we have a group that's a lot of fun. We talk a lot about a lot of positive stuff on that group. Come join us on Facebook. And... I'm taking sponsors for the podcast, so if you know somebody, a business, an individual that would like to have a small part in making the world a more positive place, well, they can sponsor an episode or a series of episodes. Just drop me an email, let me know, and we'll make that happen. I've been reading a series of articles about loving your neighbor, whether they are next door or half a world away, and I take the position that your neighbor is those folks that you come in contact with on a regular basis. They might be a Twitter friend or a Facebook friend that you've never met in real life, but you're in almost constant contact with them, and so they're your neighbor. And what does it mean to love your neighbor? What are some concrete ways that we can love our neighbors? Well, this article I read yesterday has really resonated with me, and I want to share five tips for loving your neighbor with you. Number one, be generous. You know, there are lots of things that we can give away, and they are free. Our time, our talents, our kindness, our compassion, joy, our prayers even, those are all free things, and those things are not meant for hoarding. You know, we are not meant to hoard our prayers, our time, our talents. We are meant to share them with other people. One way we can love our neighbor is to be generous with what we have. Number two, this is really important, be ethical. Boy, that's a tough one today, it seems like. You know, we have to strive to be ethical. Uh, We see people all around us who have great gains in unethical ways. But, you know, ethics kind of means, I read this description, uh, to be a man of high ethic, it requires a willingness to sacrifice personal material gain for personal, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Set high standards and be true to them. Number three, always be fair. This one hit me right smack dab in the face. Judge all things and all people honestly. We don't show partiality to a poor person just because he's poor 
And we don't show partiality or we shouldn't show partiality to a rich man just because he's rich. Only a person's character, not their standing in life, should determine how we react. Number four, be kind. You know, I talk about this all the time. Sometimes one of the most difficult things to do in life is to smile. We're surrounded by a world filled with hate, bitterness, jealousy, envy, and violence. And we're supposed to smile about it? Well, there are some things we should not be smiling about. But I've read that kindness and compassion are two of the most powerful weapons in the world today. Use them daily. And number five, be peaceful. You know what? We've all held grudges. I have, and I'm sure you have too. We've all held anger inside of us. We may even have plotted revenge at one point or another in our life, but all those things just exude negativity and create conflict. Forgive. Let it go. Daily, find a way to be peaceful. Some ways we can all love our neighbors. And it's time for our special days of the week today, Monday the 24th, National Peanut Butter Day, and it's Belly Laugh Day. Tuesday the 25th is National Irish Coffee Day, and it's National Plan for Vacation Day. Wednesday the 26th is Library Shelfie Day. Go to the library and take a shelfie and tag me in it, and it's National Peanut Brittle Day. Thursday the 27th is National Chocolate Cake Day, and it's Thomas Crapper Day, celebrating the inventor of the toilet. Friday the 29th is National Kazoo Day and National Blueberry Pancake Day. Saturday the 29th is National Corn Chip Day, and it's National Puzzle Day. Crosswords are my favorite. What's your favorite puzzle? And Sunday the 30th, National Croissant Day. And I think I'm going to do this. It's National Yodel for Your Neighbor's Day. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Rick's Rambles podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Please take a moment, share it on your social media. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.